Anyway, we're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Do, I didn't get to do a podcast yesterday because yesterday was so busy, and you know, it's it was Tuesday, and so today we're back. We're going to be doing the um, continuation of the Six Flags, St. Louis ghosts and stuff, and anyway. It was a good podcast episode. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking about Six Flags and stuff. And By the way, today we got some big news. Um, the podcast show is now on Podcast Attic. And it's really cool to be on another podcast platform. Where the show can grow more. It can grow and find new audience. And as well. Besides being on. Spreaker. CastBox. iHeartRadio. Um, iTunes Podcasts. You know. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so. It's really cool to see the show. Go in another platform. And I'm I'm really happy about it because the show is growing, and I think we're on Google Podcasts, yeah, Spotify, and as for Deezer, <laughs> I guess we're. It's, I wish they would respond. By the way, if the people over there. Deezer will respond to see if the show's on there. I don't know if it's on there. So, if they would just respond with an email. and Because it's like, anytime I look at it and see if it's added on there, it's pending. <laughs> it's been pending for, I think, since August. <laughs> I think since we started, or somewhere. Um... It's it's crazy because I'm still waiting for a proper response. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, now, I haven't got to go to Six Flags for a while, so... Um, I didn't get to... I got to see, like, some video of... Fright Fest on YouTube, and I got to check out what's going on with uh, Six Flags Over Texas, thanks to uh, Savage Mister's video, so if you're on YouTube and you want to subscribe, subscribe to his channel on YouTube, Savage Mister, and by the way, subscribe to uh, my channel. It's kind of growing. We only have one subscriber. I like to at least have 20. I don't know. <laughs> so, we're, we're still trying to grow, so. Anyway, let's get the intro going, shall we?
All right. So, <clears throat> anyway, um, I'm looking over the Six Flags Paranormal Task Force, and uh, I really like that name. It's kind of like a very comic book name to it, and it kind of like when you hear that name. You immediately think of like it's a comic book show or movie. So I like looking over some of the stuff that they did, you know. I wish they had like a video of it. <laughs> um it's kind of interesting. Like I found like one video that uh somebody did with like an investigation at uh Six Flags over Texas, Six Flags over Texas, and it was really cool, like, they even, like, came out and, like, admit, like, well, you know, we had, like, video of it, and then it got deleted accidentally on our computer, so we had, like, cell phone video, and we put it up there, and my cat farted, (laughs) god, my cat is, like, flat-out disgusting, have you ever had like a cat that is like flat out disgusting like my cat just farted and smells like rotten eggs she's a very disgusting cat (laughs) like when I get home like instead of like being a loving cat you know your pet and pet and purrs mine just you know Bites. Pet, pet, bite. It's like... So, anyway. Um, I'm happy about this one. They have, like, Paranormal Task Force. I over, like, I overlooked, like, a lot of the EVPs and stuff. They have, like, the EVP extract and they have the raw audio... And so, anyway, we're gonna play um, some of the EVPs like location outside, captured at 11:44 p.m. Captured outside where we were getting ready to interact, inter- interact, investigate sessions. You will first hear Paranormal Task Force Greg announcing. If you want to get comfortable, we are going to start doing some interactive here. And you will hear him talk lower. Another investigator, Sandy, saying, Do you want do you want this or do you want to watch it to switch cameras shortly? After you will hear a male voice louder than Greg saying, like Jesus. Along with a strange drum beat, sound, and click. The best sound you can hear is over paranormal task force saying, Greg, sorry, I'm catching a cold. (laughs) And all the other outside civilian area, class B EVP saying, Jesus, so let's hear it. Oh, whoops. I had the speaker on mute. 
Yeah, I heard that one. Kind of sounds like me. I'm cranky. <laughs> So, anyway, I'm here. Hello. I love you more. By the way, the uh, podcast got picked up on another platform. By the way, it's my producer of the show, my cat woman. The show got picked up on another podcast platform available on Podcast Attic. So, I sent a link, by the way, on Twitter to the one Bugs Bunny account, the podcast show Twitter page. So, you could just click the link and it'll send you right there. And we got all the all the episodes on there. All 72, now 72 episodes <laughs> of the show. So, let's play this EVP, shall we? I hear that and I hear the drum. Kind of sounds like a bongo drum. I don't know where. (laughs) You could just hear the boom boom after Jesus. So, let's play the other one. This is the, uh, this is my favorite one. This is on the theater, Palace Theater lobby area. Hearing that, it kind of sounds like, um, it sounds like a Palace Theater show. Is it just me or does it sound like that? It sounds like a theater show, like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a theater show. Like an overreaction of saying, stop it. In my opinion. That's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like, um... Like, stop it. You know, type of ghost. It sounds like a... A... Theater show. In my opinion. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a... um, It sounds like a theater show. I don't know where, but... um, Yeah, I would do a paranormal investigation of Six Flags for some odd reason. I would do it. Who wouldn't want to do it? Who who wouldn't want to go to a theme park at night and just walk around and look for weird noises and voices and stuff? Who wouldn't? It'd be the most fun thing you could do. Would you imagine? It'd be like the story you could tell for the rest of your summer. Like, remember that time we went to Six Flags and it was like haunted and it's dark and stuff? Like, I've been trying to get to people who work at the park to like talk about it like 
you know, he worked at Six Flags for a while. Is it haunted? You can tell me it's haunted. Yeah. I mean, I heard from, like, one person who talked about it. They worked in the storage area of the park where they keep a lot of... a lot of... um, goods and stuff. Like, they keep a lot of stuff that they don't use anymore in the... in the park. And... Hearing that, I'm just like, I want to go there. Because you can find a lot of crazy things over the years. Like one time I saw the Batmobile that they had displayed and by the Batman. And they had to Gotham, a GCPD cop car. It's like banged up and it's like an old cop car but it has like the GCPD logo on the white door. And it hit like a fire hydrant and all the water shoots up as you're trying to walk through the area to get on the ride. I remember that. That was like the coolest shit I have ever seen. And they had like the bat suit, the Keaton bat suit displayed in the case and stuff. It was back then when like Six Flags was a production. I don't know why they got rid of it. It always bugged me. Like they got rid of it. But anyway, like they have a lot of cool stuff, and it's like I would love to go through there and like walk around and see it and stuff. Because imagine the energy that people put into it, and people who loved it. Like there was a lot of energy in it, and like imagine, yeah, that energy trying to like escape and show that there's life in it. That's kind of how I see it. But I would love to go through the storage thing and just like look around and go through stuff. But anyway, the person who worked there said like there's a lot of a lot of weird things happening back there. Like they wouldn't say like what kind of stuff, but weird things. Like they heard voices Things being moved around. Like, it's really cool to hear it. At the same time, I wish they would record it. I would love to see it. I would love to see things moved by itself and hear voices and stuff. I mean, we got the EVP stuff, so... It's really cool to hear it. Uh, Captured while cameras were recording... A Class C EVP. Let's take a listen, shall we? That kind of sounds like an arcade machine. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. It sounds like an arcade machine going off. Here's one EVP. Non-disclosure, indoor location. Captured inside passively. A Class B EVP saying, come play with me. Let's take a listen, shall we? (laughs) 
Did you hear it? I don't know if I could hear it. Because <laughs> it's like very audible. Like, not audible, but it's like very staticky. It kind of sounds like it's singing at the end. Like, it sounds like a song. Like, something. It's so weird. It kind of sounds like a Wizard of Oz song. <laughs> a Wizard of Oz, you know, weird song. Did you hear it? Like it, it sounds like it's singing. Like I heard like stories of the theater being haunted. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's real but yeah it's very weird um anyway this one is very interesting haunted house 10:35 p.m. captured in a haunted house so let's see it's the ninth slash uh, the month was the ninth of when they captured it. You will first hear a Six Flags employee say, So anyway, this lady, she never worked here for us before. She doesn't know any of these stories because she's just... And pa- before pausing, you can hear unexplained male voice cut cut in and speak partially over the employee pause you will hear the employee finish she was up here working alright we're going to capture there's two different videos uh, two different audios I don't know which one to play the raw audio or the EVP I, I guess we'll play the raw audio then play the EVP how does that sound so anyway, this lady, she's never worked for us really before. She doesn't know any of the, the, the stories because she was so good. And she's up here working. All right. That is the employee, Six Flags, talking. Now we're going to play the EVP. Sounds like it's saying, so she's lying. Hmm. Anyway. That's a weird one. <laughs> 
anyway. Hmm. Anyway, this one's my favorite one. We're going to play... This is my favorite one. The last time, the last episode, we talked about Six Flags being haunted and stuff. Thank you. Is the one called Betty. This is my favorite one that I heard in the EVP. Because it's creepy and it's weird. We're going to play the raw audio, then we're going to play the EVP one. That is the creepiest EVP I have ever heard. Because just imagine like you're walking through there and all of a sudden you hear that and you're like, the fuck? (laughs) So this one is captured in the Empire Theater. Oh, hold on. This is a question. Do you remember the outdoor theater show that they had where the Excalibur... Oh, where the Panamodium is. Sorry, Panamodium. And where the Excalibur used to be an arcade. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Man, that was years ago. They had this outdoor theater in... Where the Excalibur is in Pandemonium, you know, is, uh, there used to be like this medieval times thing, and they used to have like this outdoor theater. And I remember as a kid, I tried to get in there. Like, me and my friend, we tried to get in there. And they wouldn't let us in there. Like, they wouldn't let any. They. It was so weird. Like, they allowed, like, certain types of people in there. But they wouldn't allow anyone else in there. They would allow, like, selective people. Because they had, like, animals in there, I guess. And we tried to get in there to see the show. And it was always fucking closed off. Like, there was people in there. But they wouldn't allow anyone. There was, like, there was people in there with, like, empty seats. And they wouldn't let anyone in there. And it was such a pain in the ass. It was like, I don't know what they were doing. Like, I wanted to see the show. Because the inside of it looked like the medieval times thing. And it looked so cool. I don't know why. I always liked, I always found the medieval times fascinating. So, yeah, I remember that. Uh, the arcade, I remember. Uh, I remember there used to be like an arcade where the Superman ride is. Like, they had a batting cage and stuff. Um, Yeah, I remember it. It was kind of... The arcade there was kind of like... Back then, it was like really cool, but... Really dumb. I remember they had like the drum machine. (laughs) It was like before Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Yeah. I was mostly good at skee-ball. Yeah, that was pretty much what I was good at. So, yeah, good times. Not really, though, but it was kind of okay times, but yeah, I remember it.
<clears throat> anyway, uh, the Empire Theater house area is where you first hear the Paranormal Task Force Greg saying, and what is unique with us is, you know, one was, and before he, before hearing him explain, explainable female EVP is speaking, then Task Force, Paranormal Task Force Greg finished saying, sensitive that saw it, but, anyway, let's just play the fucking EVP, I don't want to be lectured. <laughs> this is what they call a Class A to B EVP, so let's play it. I didn't even know what they were saying. I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> I don't know how they call it, like, you know. So, yeah, anyway. Love you more. I like the one photo they took. It's uh, the one by the Mystery Machine <laughs> in front of the old Scooby place. Yeah. That's a good photo. Uh, let's see, a lot of the... I wish they had, like, video of, like, them doing an investigation. That always bugs me. It's like... I like talking about it, but it's just like, I'd love to see a video of it. And try to see where they... Captured on camera. I'm one of those weird people. Like, I... I don't mind the EVP and the photography, and you know, the photographs and all that for, you know, for the photographer. But I would love to see video. I know it's weird to say that, but it's like I am one of those people. I'd just rather see the video of it. <sighs> Phone's ringing right on time. I'll be right back. I'm going to go see who's calling. Anyway, 
I'm back. DirecTV calling. <laughs> Offering excellent deal and services. I have Hulu. <laughs> okay. I have Hulu. And I'm fine with that. I mean, I get the live TV. I get to keep Travel Channel and watch King of the Hill nonstop. Good. Anyway. So. I've been trying to figure out one thing about the photograph that I posted on the Instagram page of the show, Josh of Gotham, of where that photograph is taken. And I found out from the person who took it, it's in a storage area. You see this face-like being looking out the door. Yeah, if I saw that, I would be scared shitless. <laughs> and the thing about you know theme parks being haunted, like Six Flags, for example, it is a fascinating thing when you think about it. Just imagine. You're going to a theme park during Fright Fest, and it's actually interesting at night. Like, I love going to Fright Fest back in the day. And when you look at it, it's a fascinating thing because you never imagined a park being haunted. Now, I would love, I can't wait for like next year to do the YouTube thing and because I would love to go there at night just like record around seeing what's going on and it's like people saying the um Six Flags Over Texas is haunted. And the thing is, like, I haven't heard from, like, people who go to that park if it's haunted. Like, I remember Savage Mister on YouTube talked about it once. Like, he told a story of the little girl who is above the old building that's and on the top you know, floor of the building and below it's, like, a restaurant. And he talked about how the girl would like look out the window on rare nights. And he like set up a camera and tried to like capture something. But it's actually funny though because Six Flags really believed in the history of it and stuff. And they actually incorporated it in the Fright Fest area. During Fright Fest. It's kind of like Bob the Pig Man story and that one is interesting
because the story of that one is, we'll get to it, let me find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, my nose is running, so yeah, I'm kind of catching a cold. It's really weird, though, because it's like, today people are like sneezing and coughing and I had uh, hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes (laughs) on me throughout the whole day, like wiping down carts, wash my hand and using hand sanitizer and I was just like trying to avoid it. And I couldn't, so yeah. My nose is kind of runny, so yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sounding too great. (laughs) So, I'm going to try to make it through like past 70 minutes of the show so I can like Cut cut it early then so I could like try not to like sneeze a lot, so Yeah. Yeah, I heard about the Yeah, I heard about that game being updated. Summertime saga. Don't really care. <laughs> so uh, ah, here it is. Haunted Missouri. Yep. The fifth ghost known as Bob the Pigman is supposed to be a pig farmer who owned the property before Six Flags was built. He and his pigs most have been mostly been heard on the back roads in the park. He blames some equipment. He was blamed for some equipment damage when the boss boss roller coaster was being built. For some reason, he was not happy about the new construction. I wish there was like more, <laughs> more information about it. Cause I'm trying to find more information about Bob the Pigman thing because. All you hear is like the urban legend. That's the thing about it. Like an urban legend can be something small and it grows and becomes something. It's kind of like the the um, what was it? It was I forget. It was a, it was that one character. A lot of kids shared the video. They made videos about it, like claiming it's real. Then it's like fake. Um, they made a movie about it, and it was based on. It was like, it started from a Tumblr post, and it became a video game. Then it became a movie. And it's like this tall, skinny thing with a suit, Slender Man. That's it. 
it started out from an urban legend of a post of uh, what is it? a creepy pasta. Then it became a video game. Then it became a movie. Then it became like a real life thing where two kids nearly killed a girl for it. And it was just an urban legend. It was a creepy pasta urban legend thingy. It's crazy how an urban legend could be something more. Like Bob the Pigman. Started from an urban legend. Then it became part of a tradition. A Fright Fest tradition. And they, I think they retired the character. Like, there wasn't really much now. Like, they have vampires <laughs> in the park. Which looks like uh, something out of Goosebumps. Then they have clowns with chainsaws. It's really fascinating. You know, the thing about it is the story of Six Flags being haunted and the stories of it surrounding it. It is really fascinating. It is a really fascinating, cool story. Because, you know, if you grew up going to the park, like I have, there's a lot of stories that you don't really know about. And my dog just woke up from her nap. I like how the dog just like sleeps and all of a sudden she like wakes up and starts barking. It is really fascinating how that dog's mind works. Anyway. So. There's been some big news going around. Comic books lately. Um, kind of want to throw this post out there. The story. Um, so. I'm just looking for it real quick. Anyway, uh, Justice League Mortal. We talked about this film in a past episode. Uh, this story like really fascinated me. It's somebody released the the concept. Some early. Mod, uh, just sorry, Justice League Mortal Art shows Green Lantern, Dark Flash, and a creepy Aquaman. And I'm looking for the stories. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
So, I I really found the story and article really fascinating, and the Superman suit that they showed in it wasn't really cool looking. I felt like the suit looked more like a Christopher Reeve 2.0 suit. And the guy who played Superman, who's going to play Superman, is a very scrawny dude, in my opinion. Like He was kind of like a scrawny dude. Like <laughs> You look at him, you're like, I cannot believe this guy's Superman. Like, everything about it was weird looking, the suit. It was like a very Christopher Reeve suit. Like the classic Superman symbol attached to the cape. Blue boots, which isn't very Superman because Superman always had red boots. And um, I just felt like it wasn't really... It just wasn't really cool looking, my opinion. Like the uh, Green Lantern suit was more of from the project, kind of through uh, came from the inspiration of Jeff Johns's New Fifty Two Green Lantern suit, and both Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart would have appeared in the film. But the Green Lantern Corps is one of the many projects that Warner Brothers is developing with DC. Uh, Includes the Batman Flash standalone films, uh, Black Adam, Shazam 2, Supergirl, New Gods, and Nightwing. No Superman film. (laughs) Supergirl, which I don't know why. You have... The Supergirl TV show. I mean, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but. I don't know why. Anyway, I want to talk about this one. Story. Um, My uncle sent me this post today. Um, let's see. Jeff Loeb is exiting Marvel after a decade. A decade. Jeff Loeb is going out the door. This story kind of surprised me. And at the same time, I was like, this is a good chance for DC to really take somebody that a lot of people didn't value, but they would look at it like, oh, yeah, who cares? But it could backfire on Marvel. Jeff Loeb was the guy who was solely responsible for the Netflix Marvel shows. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. I don't know why a lot of people hated it, but I liked it. 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was involved in a lot of stuff. And now Kevin Feige is going to oversight all divisions from movies, TV, and comics. And that, to me, is like a recipe for disaster. And I know there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of Marvel stains going like, you know, Kevin Feige did this and this and this. It's like, yeah, but it's going to fail. Especially the comics. Kevin Feige can't fix the comics. The comics are going to be the same. They're going to be the same. I don't know how you're going to get a movie guy. Because that's what Kevin Feige is. He's a movie producer. To try to fix comics. It's not going to work. It's not going to fix anything. Because Marvel Comics is broken. The problem of it is, is that they hire people, people that write political pundit articles to write comics. That's the problem. You hire people that don't know comics to write comics. They're known for writing political articles, political blogs. That's what they're known for. And you hire writers that have a bad reputation of starting fights with people on Twitter, starting fights with everyone on Twitter, people who don't agree with them. And the thing is, and the thing is, Marvel Comics needs to have a massive fix. One person who everybody is kissing ass to can't fix what's broken. You need to start from the bottom up. You need to get editors that have the balls to say things to writers with giant egos that no other editor would say. You hire an editor, a person in charge of it, who doesn't want to get involved with anything. He's very lazy. I mean, he posts photos of food more than he does anything with comics. Like, he doesn't answer questions. And when it comes to the TV... Marvel is going to rely on the Disney Plus to get everything out there. Jeff Loeb is a great writer. Jeff Loeb wrote Batman Hush. I would love to see DC be like, you take over the films and stuff? That's what I would do. I would, I, If I was DC and Warner Brothers, I'd be like, okay, we're getting Jeff Loeb. He's going to oversee every... DC film. 
I wouldn't have him oversee television because that's kind of like a disrespect for everything he's done. It's like if you got the guy who was behind the Daredevil Netflix show, I'd be like, "Fuck it, for getting this guy in, he's gonna be he's gonna be taking over the films." That's what I would do. I mean, he knows comics and he's a damn good writer, and he knows movies and TV because he handled it. I mean, he's the guy who was involved with Smallville and I'm going to bring up his resume. He was involved in Heroes. Teen Wolf. Michael J. Fox. When he was a writer for films of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando and Teen Wolf. He was involved. He was a writer producer for Lost, so you know he could work with J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves. Just my opinion. If I was, if I was honestly. DC, I would, I would bring in Loeb. I would make him an offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> Take that from the Godfather, by the way. And be like, we know what you can do. We know you can run comics. We know you can do television, film. How would you feel to be like the in charge of the DC films. I think if they would do that, I think if you get Jeff Loeb, if you get J.J. Abrams, you got Matt Reeves, James Wan, Patty Jenkins, you've got a good group. Right there. And you got the one guy in charge of it, Jeff Loeb. DC can make a winning team. They can make a winning films. That's what you can do. If DC does not go like go after him to oversee and be in charge of the DC films, they are fucked. <laughs> they are. Because Jeff Loeb knows what he's doing. He knows comics. He knows the characters. He knows film. That's the thing that DC kind of lacks. They lack the direction and the person who can plan out everything. I will give it to you. Kevin Feige can plan out a lot of good things. DC just did not lack it. They just bum-rushed everything. They rushed into Justice League quickly. They rushed into killing Superman. And they didn't make it seem sentimental. Like, they didn't make it meaningful. As weird as that sounds, a meaningful death. <laughs> they just didn't get to do any of it. And 
Jeff Loeb can do a lot of great things for DC Comics. I mean, he wrote he wrote Batman, Superman, Public Enemy. He also teamed up with our artist Jim Lee for the year-long story arc Batman Hush. He wrote the Emperor Joker <laughs> story. So he can write a lot of good stuff. It's hard to believe Batman Superman Public Enemies is a is over ten years old. Damn. Yeah, he would do a great job with it. Yeah. What is your favorite Marvel film? Um, I like Guardians. Um, I like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a good film. Um, it's probably my favorite one. <laughs> I really didn't care for um I really didn't care for Infinity War and Endgame. I really didn't care for those films. I I know it's going to upset and anger a lot of people, but I really didn't care. Cuz it just it felt like I felt like it was kind of dumb. I just felt like it was just really stupid how they really ended it, in my opinion. I just felt like they just kind of were like, we're going to rush Iron Man and Captain America out the door. <laughs> they're talking about bringing back Bro Thor, which is basically Fat Thor, for Love and Thunder. I just felt like it was stupid. It's like, if they're going to go in that direction, it's going to be like, you know what, I hope that Jeff Loeb takes over DC and just be like, fuck Feige, this is what we're going to do. And just blows them out of the water. You know, that's what I hope for. And I hope that Jeff Loeb is involved with, gets involved with DC again. Takes over. Like, I don't want to see him all of a sudden, like, take over the television shows, and all of a sudden, Greg Berlanti's taking over the DC films, and be like, fuck that. You know, you need somebody who has the credit to do things that they can do. The capable reputation, the capable things to do with films. I mean, Greg Berlanti is only good for television. I mean, yeah, he wrote Everwood, which is a great show, by the way. And he did Arrow and Flash and Titans. Like, I would love to see Jeff Lope just show up and be like, I'm taking over DC. (laughs) 
Like, they tried to do it with Jeff Johns, and I always thought they did it with Jeff Johns just to get him out the door of comics so that uh, Dan Didio could do his stupid, try to take over his stupid-ass work and try to make uh, New 52 2.0. That's what I thought. In my head, I thought, like, this conspiracy, but... I mean, Jeff Johns, unfortunately, I felt like he did not get time, enough time to try to, like, put everything together. I love how all these Snyder fans try to blame him for Justice League. I always felt like it was stupid of them to be like, Jeff Johns is responsible for the Justice League film. It's like, bullshit. Bullshit. You want to blame somebody. Blame the motherfucker who did Avengers and Age of Ultron. Blame that guy. That guy ruined it. Jeff Johns didn't do anything. Jeff Johns was trying to look at the entire timeline of what Snyder and others created. And he couldn't figure out what he was going to do with it. Because everything was rushed. (laughs) Everything was rushed quickly. Like, you got the Dark Knight Returns Batman, which I actually enjoyed seeing that. I just hope the next one is great. I know it's going to be great. You know. Then you got the Death of Superman story. Mashed together with the Dark Knight Returns storyline, which made no sense. I'm a comic book fan, and I don't even get it. (laughs) And all of a sudden you had Wonder Woman show up. Okay. And you get the Wonder Woman origin film. Oh, I forgot. Suicide Squad. You got the Suicide Squad. I did several videos, reviews. I even did a live commentary of it. Of how much I hate that fucking film. How much I hate it. I hate that film. Anyway. Then... What came after Wonder Woman? I forgot. Was it? It was Shazam. Then no, it was Aquaman and Shazam. I forget which one came first. Okay. Well, sorry. Um, after Wonder Woman, it was Justice League. I forgot Justice League. Yeah, we got we got Justice League. Then we got uh, either Aquaman or Shazam. I think it was Aquaman. Then Shazam. So. A lot of these timelines made no sense. No sense. And I'm just sitting there. And I think, like, you know, Jeff Johns deserves, you know, respect. I mean, he got to the point where he's like, you know what, fuck this, I can't, I can't fix this. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. And I would love to see the script that he and Ben Affleck wrote. 
on the Batman film. I I would love to see the screenplay he wrote with Affleck on it. I I think it would have been a great film. I know they got the, um, I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, they can't replace, you know, Loeb. They can't replace Walter Hernando with Jeff Loeb. Are you kidding me? You got Jeff Loeb. And he, if he walked, like, I will say this, if Jeff Loeb walks into the door of Warner Brothers and says, like, I want to work with you guys. I want to work on the DC films. They will push Walter Hamanda out the door. To replace him with Jeff Loeb. I I think that's what they're going to I think that's what they should do. Because Here's the thing, like Walter Hamanda is known for producing horror films. He's known for producing the Friday the 13th, The Final Destination, uh, Conjuring, Annabelle. The Conjuring series is basically what he's known for. And It, and The Nun, and Aquaman, and stuff. And one god-awful film, The Curse of La Ramonda, whatever the fuck the title is. That film... It's not really that good. It's basically that film where the woman like lost her kids and she's like haunting somebody. So I I think that if Jeff Loeb took over, it would be a great thing for DC. You got a guy who knows the stories, he knows the characters, he knows all these things. I'm not saying Walter Hamanda doesn't know the DC films. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like he knows producing films. I mean, yeah, that's what he known is known for doing. He knows how to be, you know, film executive and producer. Jeff Loeb is known for telling good stories, like Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know this one. This one's pretty interesting. Jeff Johns was assistant to Richard Donner. <laughs> For those who don't know, Richard Donner directed Superman and Superman 2. 
You didn't know that? I, it's something you learned. You could be like, I learned something today. Jeff Johns assisted him on Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 4. Then, oh wait, Conspiracy Theory. Which is a good film, by the way. It stars uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson plays a guy who is like into conspiracy theories and stuff. He's he's a taxi driver who meets Julia Roberts, lawyer for the Justice Department, and they get in all these conspiracy theories and you know MK Ultra mind control and stuff. It's a good film, actually. It's really good, by the way. It's very creepy. Like MK mind MK mind control is basically the government controls your mind and you do anything they say and stuff like that. So yeah, he uh, assistant to Richard Donner, and he was assistant to Richard Donner, also uncredited producer for Lethal Weapon Four. He wrote the story of Aquaman with uh, James Bond and Will Will Beale, and he also did uncredited script work for Patty Jenk with Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman. <sighs> what do you think of the Bruce Wayne episode for Titans? I really liked it. <laughs> I like the Batuzi dance, which was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, I kind of liked it because it was kind of like a tribute to Adam West, you know, the Batuzi and stuff. I thought it was pretty cool reference. Um, now, I don't think. Uh, Sorry, the question is, do you think Stargirl will be on CW? No. I really don't. It'd be kind of stupid of them to do that. Where they just, all of a sudden, like, the show's going to be on DC Universe. All of a sudden, nope, the show's going to be on... It's going to be on the CW. That'd be a waste of fucking time. Not only that... It will piss off a lot of people who who buys who subscribes to the DC Universe thing. As a subscriber, it really aggravate me because it's like you know I pay money to watch DC Universe. You're gonna you said there's gonna be the, these shows on there, and all of a sudden it's gonna be on the CW. I have nothing against the people who you know. Who likes CW and stuff. But it's like, it's kind of dumb. It's kind of like, what is the point of even having it then? You know? I'll just wait for it to come out on DVD. <laughs> you know? Like, I... You know, like... I know there's some people who can't get the DC Universe thing. And I feel bad for them. I really do. I think it's not right. 
that people outside the U.S. can't get DC Universe. It's not fair to them. You know, even though Titans is distributed internationally through Netflix. And Doom Patrol is acquired by CTV Sci-Fi. Um... You know, so it's it's kind of disappointing because I know there's probably some people who are like, you know, I like the shows on there, but I would love to see the, I'd love to read the comics. You know, because there's probably some areas that you can't get comics. You know, you have to buy them online to be shipped to your house. It'd be a much easier way. For them to read it through the digital thing. So uh, I'll be right back real quick. We're going to go to a commercial break. And we will talk about the other shows that will be arriving to DC Universe. Such as Harley Quinn. Which I don't know how to respond to that. But anyway... I'm looking for a song to play on here, so bear with me. I'll play this one. It's a theme song to my uh, favorite show that you can watch on Internet Movie Database TV. Internet Movie Database TV for free. Called Corner Gas. So this is the theme song to it. back. 
So, there's some cool things. Oh, and DC Universe Original Programming. Let's see. Uh, DC Daily. I have never watched it. <laughs> it's basically a news program, which is basically... Everybody talks about their favorite comics, what they're reading, uh, what shows, which episodes. They pretty much break down every episode, which is kind of dumb. And they interview people from the DC Comics, and that's basically it. That's what they do. It's not really a fun... It's hard to believe they're on their first season and they produce like 267 episodes. And it's like, holy shit. I just never... Imagine them like having that many people on there. You know that, like, it's like crazy, like how many. I think they started out with like Tiffany Smith being the host, and I think she like fucking quit. Like she's just like, I had enough. <laughs> oh, she presented the show, and then she like. I think she like, I thought for a second like she quit the show. <laughs> like, I thought she was like, I'm out of here. It's like. That's what I thought. I'll be honest, I cannot sit <laughs> I cannot sit through that show. Hearing people talk about comics. Like I love talking about comics, but I do not want to hear other people talk about comics. As much as sound like an asshole, but I just couldn't sit through it. Uh Titans, which is on their second season, uh Doom Patrol, renewed for another season, premiering twenty twenty. Swamp Thing Cancelled Young Justice Outsiders Renewed for another season Possibly coming out 2030 <laughs> Stargirl um, Harley Quinn Bizarro TV Okay I don't honestly know what to think of it. Of the Harley Quinn show, like... Like, they have, like, Joan Jett doing the cover of the theme song of the Mary, Mary Tyler Moore show. It's like, oh boy, it's going to be that type of show. <laughs> I don't know what Bizarro TV is. Um, it's supposed to be like an anthology type show. I would love to see. That's, that's my idea. I would love to see 
Um, what is it? I would love to see them do a live action episodes like each Batman animated series show. I would love to see them do that. I would love to see them do like a live action performance of it. I don't know why. But I kind of want to do I would kind of want to see it. I want to see Batman No Man's Land as an animated series. I would love to see the dudes who did Game of Thrones write that show. I would love to see a Game of Thrones type of No Man's Land adaptation. <laughs> like you have several groups and they're trying to take over Gotham and they have like a gang war and stuff. Like I would love to see that shit. Like rated TV, MA, rated R type of Batman animated cartoon series. I would love to see it. Are they ever going to make it? No. They're not going to make it. I mean, it's like asking too much out of Warner Brothers in DC. <laughs> but it would be so cool. But the reality of it is if DC's, if Warner Brothers is really, really invested in DC Universe, I honestly think this is. I know as much as I would love to see. I know I'm going to take back my words on Jeff Loeb taking over. You know the DC films. I honestly think that if Warner Brothers and DC are really invested in it, DC Universe producing DC live-action TV show content, they're most likely going to offer Jeff Loeb that job to oversee which shows are going to be made. Do I think they would give it to Greg Berlanti? No. CW's never going to let Greg Berlanti like, go off and do... One show, even though he works for Warner Brothers and stuff, but I honestly think Jeff Loeb will probably oversee DC Universe, DC Originals, TV shows and stuff. I think that's what he's going to do. That'd be a smart investment. It would be, you know. You have a guy who can handle it, who can handle that job. So, anyway, um, I'm going to hop off the podcast. When I was taking a commercial break, I took an allergy pill. My nose is stopped up. (laughs) Um, Right now. And I'm going to relax and stuff. Uh, I possibly will do another episode tomorrow. Um, depending how I feel. I was, like, sneezing when I got home. I was like, you ever sneeze no, you ever sneezed so hard that your nose hurts? <laughs> and you're like, ow. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Um, 
It was painful, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I will hop off and relax and chill. Um, there's a good show on... If you have um, Amazon Fire Stick or if you watch TV on your laptop, uh, Internet Movie Database IMDB TV has a good shows and films and stuff. They're not the sponsors of the show, by the way. They're not. I wish they would. <laughs> um, I watched this. I, I love this one show that's on there called. It's a Canadian comedy called uh, Corner Corner Gas. It's a good comedy show. It's really fucking funny. I. It, they have the live action show, the movie, and the animated series. The the movie sort of like the bridge between live action series and the animated series. It's a funny Canadian comedy series. I absolutely love it. I enjoy watching it. It's funny. It's very heartwarming. It's one of those shows that I'm so happy they never did an American remake because they would ruin it because I love the cast that's on the show and they're funny I tweeted about it uh, one cast member liked my tweet and the show's official Twitter page loved it because it's so funny it's endearing it's heartwarming it's one of those shows that I just I, I am one of those people that is a stickler about TV shows. If it doesn't hit all the notes, then I won't like it. And that show hits all the right notes. And I love it. It's like the 60's Batman show. It's like Titans. Young Justice. Doom Patrol hasn't even... You know, I'm not too big on Doom Patrol. I'm sorry. Um, the animated series. Batman the animated series. I Those are King of the Hill... Those are shows I really like. And Corner Gas is officially one of those shows I love. Because it's funny. It's really endearing. It's a great comedy. Um, check them out. They're, it's really fun. It's a funny show. It's, it's, um, it's not like humor that we have here in, you know, in the U.S. and stuff. It's really like dry, sarcastic humor. <laughs> Not really sarcastic. It's kind of sarcastic, but it's good humor. So check it out. It's a great show. Um, yeah, so anyway, I will see you all tomorrow, hopefully. So uh, final thoughts of the show is... Don't catch a cold. <laughs> don't catch any cold or flu. I don't have the flu. I just have allergies. Allergies is a bitch. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll see you all hopefully tomorrow. Bye.